I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Moyles. I'm James the Jessel Stewart. And I'm Muss. And you're listening to Monster Mash. And on this week's episode, welcome to Monster Hunter Rise. Whoop, 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 whoop. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They played the mash. It got on in a flash. They played the mash. They played the. Tell us a bit about Monster Hunter, Luke. It seems like your kind of thing. All right. Well, this is a podcast where we talk about the monsters from Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter is a series of video games made by Capcom in Osaka. In which players hunt big old monsters. I, I reckon they probably know about monsters hunting before they get hit. To be hope, I mean, <laughs> they're not going to have a good time if they don't. <laughs> well, yeah, this one is like a first impressions one, so they might be, you know, deciding if they want to buy the game. But one would assume that they would have heard of the game before the podcast. <laughs> But they didn't stumble upon a random podcast and were like, what's this all about? It might be about Dracula and that. You don't know that it's about big dinosaurs. Okay. Well, we laid that down. It is about big dinosaurs. Tick. Certainly damn is. So, I think, Jess and Andy, you've been playing the longest. Do you want to tell us about when you got into Monster Hunter? Um... I started Monster Hunter with Monster Hunter Try back on the Wii, getting that lovely chest made of paper, which was, I don't know why I thought it was not going to be made of paper, but it was slightly disappointing when I found out it was some flimsy sort of cardboard stuff. Um, And of course, the the Wii Speak, as we all know, the finest uh, way of of communicating with your friends known to man. (laughs) Um, Second to only the, the Nintendo Switch Online smartphone app, I'm sure. Oh, God. Of course, um, that is incredible hearing the, the great sound quality coming out of that speaker, and uh, <laughs> it definitely always worked. It's a fantastic piece of equipment. But no, um, I, yeah, so I, I picked it up sort of day one, but didn't necessarily get on with it too much at the time. Uh, then after I, uh, sort of two, three years in, I suppose, um, a bunch of us from a forum decided we were going to give it another go. And uh, yeah, sort of just fell in love from there. Just uh, started working our way up through the hunts. Um, I, I adopted the hammer, had a nice time there. And uh, then, yeah, ever since, you know, jumping on every Monster Hunter game as it came out, trying out a new weapon every time and uh, just loving it, loving it, loving it. Apart from Worlds, where I'm slightly less fond than everyone else. When you say <laughs> give it another go, was that another go on try or was that the next game? Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it, was, it was try both times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I, I had a bit of a wee resurgence. So like around the time that Monster Hunter Try came out, um, I, I was probably towards the end of my excitement around the Wii, um, sort of just moving over to my PS3, which I just got. So uh, yeah, once I moved away to uni, I ended up trying to play all those games on Wii that I picked up but never quite clicked with. And then Jess, how did you get into Monster Hunting? And I was like, I was one like Wandy mentioned there, like he was like playing with like other people like from the forum, like because I started to try as well. 
the main thing like I remember I remember like Monster Hunter like from like a while back like my brother had a we saw a, a PlayStation for the original Monster Hunter game for PlayStation Two, but I never ever played it. I was always like intrigued by how it looked, but never really kind of latched onto it until End Gamer magazine showed a Monster Hunter try. Did you ever have a bouncing off it phase like Andy did? Yeah, well, I started with the the great sword, like, and it's like I had no fucking clue like what I was doing, like, and I had to look up like YouTube tutorials before I kind of really got the game. And I got I remember like the main thing I remember is getting really stuck on Baroth and try, like he was like a big wall for me, just like couldn't like. Obviously, I was great sword, and I'm like swinging the thing about no clue how to fucking do it, no clue that you could charge the weapon even. And I've got a monster like Baroth, like just charging back and forth, like smacking me about. So I looked up like some YouTube YouTube tutorials and changed my weapon over to the lance and cleared like the cleared the quest like first time with the lance and that's the weapon I stuck with like throughout the entirety of of try. But Sky wasn't nice. around back then. No, he wasn't. He it was then. the. The tutorials, like I think he started with try as well, but like I don't think he was doing tutorials at the time. Uh, Got you. The guy I, I watched was was called uh, Shepherd, but his channel's uh, YouTube channel was Social Dissonance. Okay. Like, and he's he still like streams today, man. Like, he's really good stuff. Like, he's got, always got good content for the games. Like, and if it wasn't for him, like I don't think I would have been still playing the series. Definitely sounds like that with the Baroth experience, yeah. Yeah. Just imagine it, like, yeah, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to combo the fucking greatsword, you know, like thinking, oh, this is how you play the weapon. I'm like swinging <laughs> it left and right, just getting bounced Maybe about, not. you know. <laughs> That's how you play computer games. You bash the button, yep. and you swing the sword. Then you get lucky, you know. Then you win, win the quest. But yeah, you both mentioned just then a forum, and in your case, Endgamer as well. So I should mention that, yeah, that's how we all met. We were all members of the Endgamer forum. Yeah. Except for Must, who was actually my old school friend. <laughs> so I followed on a little bit later. I remember, like, you seeing it as, like, a PS2 game and thinking it looked intriguing. But I was... <laughs> uh, I only had Nintendo back then. Then I do remember it coming out on Wii and reading all the magazines and thinking it looked cool. And I don't know why I never picked it up. Maybe I got it into my head that it was mostly a multiplayer game I didn't have really yeah. to play with. That's weird because it seems like like it's a game like directly like made for you for the type of things that you like. Yep, it's yeah, yeah. I really it's not why. a game that you picked up like instantly. I think it was right as I actually moved out of my parents' house and I just didn't have money. Mm. Because I remember my brother picking it up shortly after. And um he played it for a little while, got really into it. And then was starting to get too angry with the game, and my dad took it <laughs> away from him. <laughs> so I didn't try Monster Hunter until three Ultimate on the 3DS and Wii U. And I remember they did all kinds of deals where it's like you buy two 3DS games and you get it free, and like mm-hmm. if you buy the Wii U one, you can give someone the 3DS. All kinds of stuff like that. So I ended up with both versions. Got kind of into it, but you guys just got really far ahead of me. And I think you had like a little squad of four you were playing with at that time, so I yeah. felt like the the fifth wheel. And then I tried to get into it again with four ultimate. Started off having a good time, 
spilled gravy all over myself and killed my 3DS. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor KFC. Yes. The grave incident. Um, and then finally I did actually get into it with Monster Hunter Generations. And then got so into it that I demanded you all start a podcast with me. <laughs> and the Jay get into it as well. <laughs> and since then I've gone back and played quite a lot of 3 and 4. Played Weld in the stupidest ways possible. Played like played all the way through um, Generations. Then played all the way through Double Cross. Then played through Generations Ultimate. So yeah, I'm a pretty big into the old Monster Hunters now. So Jay and Mus, you're pretty much only into Monster Hunter because we dragged you into it, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I kind of jumped on it, the, the, as you mentioned, their Generations, um, because you guys reckoned I would love it. Because at the time we were doing a uh, Dark Souls podcast... You guys kind of like said, well, there's a bit of Dark Souls DNA in Monster Hunter in terms of like dodge rolls and things like that. You probably would like it. Um, give it a go. You know, like you were desperate for a fourth a fourth man <laughs> for your squad. Basically. But um, yeah, you succeeded. You wrote me in, um, and kind of like what Jas was saying, there definitely was a period of time where I did feel I was kind of bouncing off it, not really getting what I needed to do. But luckily, I had you guys to kind of taught me through it. There was a you know, a wealth of online information like Gadget Hunter obviously uh, was around to, to get me up to speed. And yeah, since then I've kind of followed a similar path to yourself, Luke, like played through uh played through generations, went back to For You, um, Double Cross, World, Iceborne, and now of course Rise. Mas, you basically didn't play until World, right? Pretty much. Let me tell you a story, alright, about Luke Summerhays. So he used to do this thing with Dark Souls, because I bounced off Dark Souls quite quickly, where he'd give me the stick. He'd give me no end of grief about how I wasn't any good and I had to get good. But Monster Hunter was kind of like the inverse. He'd try to be coaxing me in. He'd be going, no, oh, come on, mate, it's, it's a good game. So I did eventually pick up uh, Monster Hunter 4, I think. But I tried playing it on my own, which is obviously a terrible mistake. And so I very quickly bounced off of it. Then I think whatever one it was you had on the Wii U, was that one on the Wii U? Yeah, three ultimate was on Wii U. Yeah, I had a quick go at that, and it wasn't really my thing. So it was only really with World where I thought, right, I've got the system, I can buy it on launch with people I know, because by then I I knew everyone on the forum. Uh, And then yeah, got into it, um, and it's it's good fun playing online uh, with people. I mean, obviously. The biggest thing that every new player experiences with Monster Hunter World, or, or sorry, any Monster Hunter game, is just what the hell is going on? I don't understand any of this. <laughs> so um, either having a load of YouTube tutorials or other people to go through it with, uh, that made the world of difference for me. I think that's, that's like a deliberate design choice. It's made to be the yeah. game that you sit down with friends and discover together. But that doesn't always translate when... You know, you don't live in Japan where everyone lives two metres from everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's part of the thing as well. But I think we managed to artificially force that situation, and that's why I've had such a good time with it. I remember, Jay, when we were convincing you, I think the Dark Souls comparisons weren't quite working on you, but somehow we convinced you that choosing a weapon was like choosing a fighting game character. Yep. We were saying that. I was like, oh, it's I like Street Fighter. Yeah, that, that was what it. got you up to it. That, that was me I saying mean, that. 
Yeah, I, I, I can understand that, and that definitely would have wrote me in, so yeah. yeah. And it's not, it's not a lie. <laughs> like, there is, no, no, it's definitely not. Like, there's, 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 there is DNA own. there, like, for, like, a fight. They've got their own quirks, like, don't they? Yeah. Like, even Dark Souls like that, like, to a degree. As well as giving you the veteran perspective, I thought as uh, Monster Hunter Rise has just released, and as it's going to seem to be this year's Animal Crossing, the game that everyone plays to stop themselves going mad, it might be worth getting the perspective of some people who are trying Monster Hunter for the first time. So, uh, lads, please introduce yourself. Hi, um, I'm Jonathan Cromie. I'm the composer for Luke Loves Pokemon, so I have um, previous on Luke's podcasts. Um... This is my first Monster Hunter game since I played uh, the d- d- demo of um, Monster Hunter ages ago on the 3DS, and I'm enjoying it much more than I was then. Hi everyone, this is Mass here. Um, I've, I've, I think I've been on this podcast before with World, was it World? I can't remember. No, it was Double Cross, I think. It was Double Cross, yeah, I've been on uh, before... Um, I got a mixed history of Monster Hunter. I first one I played was on the PSP. I even got like a Monster Hunter edition on the PSP. Played bits and pieces elsewhere. Um, enjoying this one so far. Hi, I'm uh, Daniel Murphy. Um, I, I've got a little brief history of Monster Hunter. So our first game I played was uh, Monster Hunter Try on the Wii. Was it the Wii? I think mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah. I think I probably played with a few of the guys from the MASH at the time as well. I remember playing multiplayer with the uh, brilliant We Speak peripheral. Um, since then, I have dabbled in and out occasionally. I, I played a little bit of Monster Hunter 4 on the 3DS and uh, a little bit of Monster Hunter World as well. So am I the only person here who's sort of genuinely a newbie to the franchise? I believe yeah, so, yeah, but I think I mentioned this to you once before. Most people bounce off Monster Hunter their first couple times. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was going like, to say, so... up until like this one, World was measured the one I put the most time into, and that was only like 15 hours, which for a Monster Hunter game is not a lot. Um, I don't know why, I just you know got to a certain monster and you know just uh, stopped um, playing it and never, never went back for like uh, some reason. Yeah, I think of the ones I've played, World is the one with the least hours, and I'm on 110 cumulatively. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah, I think I managed 10 hours of that. I think the the main thing with me was, it was never that I didn't like it or anything. Um, I know it gets quite in-depth, which is probably one of the bigger issues for me, but it's more just... It's definitely better as a multiplayer game, and I think I've started the, the two games in particular that I played most, Try and World, as a multiplayer, and then when that sort of dropped off, I've lost a bit of interest. So what was it that made you bounce off previous Monster Hunters, specifically? Mm. I guess, John, you only tried a demo. What Did it have any appeal for you at all, or were you just completely noped out of there? It was probably more uh, more on the nope side. I just remember the... I remember sort of... Because the 3DS didn't have the sort of second second stick, right? Or not unless you've got a sort of clunky great peripheral or a new 3DS. 
And so the camera was fixed behind my character, who, in my memory, seemed to loom as large as one of the bloody monsters in, 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 on the screen. So I could barely see where I was going, and it felt quite claustrophobic. And also, I wasn't prepared for there to be a time limit. I will probably talk more about sort of time limits and uh, them in games, but ge- generally my feeling is I don't like them. Um, so <laughs> it, that didn't help with the general feeling of claustrophobia. And then I don't think I was prepared for the hunter to be as clunky as he was either. Um, I was was picking dual blades and I remember sort of coming back to people on the forum and going, so with the dual blades, what are the clunkier weapons? And everybody going, nope, they're the most agile of the bunch. Mm. And I went, oh, okay then. Um, So I think all of that combined um, helped push me off. Um, I think... Obviously, uh, we'll talk about our experiences more with Rise, but Rise has sort of got around all those problems in in different ways. Um, But yeah, we'll get into our experiences with Rise later. And then, Pangos, you were saying you uh you played quite a few of them before. Yeah, like I more than fifteen hours. Yeah, like I said, I go back to like the first one on PSP, which would have been the second one in the UK, because the first one was on PS2, so I remember that being, like, the big game, there's, like, a load of buzz around it, um, sort of thing, when that came out, um, sort of thing, um, bit like, uh, uh Balor here, and, like, when I've played them on 3DS, I've, n- I don't know, they just not, re- I know they've been mainly handheld for ages, but they've not really felt, like, handheld games or what i would want to play on like the psp back then or on the 3ds sort of thing and it's why i like i played the demo on the switch light of rise i thought oh this is really good but i would you know prefer this on like a big big screen i think it's why i played the most of uh world out of um all of them so it's why i picked up a um like a proper switch again so i could actually play it on the tv it feels um like a, con- a console game, I don't really. I know people obviously enjoyed on the portable pickup, and you can actually, you know, like you go back to time limits for the hunts and stuff. It is, and like I was saying, we took we did um, the great baggy yesterday in like two minutes. It you know has got that quick um, pick up and play um, thing with the hunts. You could do a hunt, and then oh, I'm done now. I can go back. It's just how I preferred. Uh, playing but like i said with world i don't know why i stopped that because i did enjoy what i was playing lack of story um is a thing um obviously i normally play games that are like heavily on the story side which monster hunter isn't so much but what has been in rise so far there's only been drips and drabs and stuff but it hasn't you know there's been thing i want to help this person because i can't get any my fluffy bunny uh, Dango delivered, so that's why I'm going to go do this quest. It's interesting you mentioned the handheld and home console thing. Yeah. Because Monster Hunter did start on PS2. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the most successful one in the series was World. Mm. So it's definitely got a lineage on home console. Yeah. But then there's also, sometimes you just want to go in, hunt a monster a few times to get some armor while you're on the Yeah, that's why I like um, going back, like obviously on the Twitch, it, you know, with its hybrid nature... It makes a lot of sense, like, for someone like me, I can just, like, yesterday I played for, like, six hours or something, you know, bam, on the TV, six hours, but if you were 
traveling and stuff like i i gather you'd like commute to work or whatever take your switch with you do a couple of hunts and jobs are good and when the switch was first rumored when we were talking about the nx back in 2016 or whenever it was my first thought was well that's perfect for monster hunter that's the monster hunter machine mm. yeah i remember and this. i've basically been waiting for this game for five years mm. i remember back on three ultimate they had the whole system where you could move your 3ds game and your wii u game back and forth yeah um, so, like, Monster Hunter was waiting for the Switch to be invented, essentially. Mm. So, There's other games like, like that where it, like, works well, like Pokemon or something, you know. Like, I would spend with, like, Sword or whatever on the TV, but you could do, like, a couple of, I want to catch, do some battles or whatever on the go. Um, that sort of thing. Yeah, I did a lot of collecting my Pokedex just, like, on the handheld mm. while I watched something else. I did most of the actual story on the big screen. Mm. Um, yeah, and then Dan, yeah. you played a little bit of try, and then a bit of world. So was it just the sort of the lack of a friend group to play with that drove you away? Um, no, no, not so much that. So I mean, I can definitely echo what they're saying about handheld because I did play one on the 3DS as well, and that's the one that never stuck with me at all because it just didn't feel huh. built for it. If you get me, like control wise, I just found it a bit too much to do on the like on the 3DS. Um, I think I was, I was listening to. So, yeah, sorry yeah. to interrupt. I was listening to the Backpage Pod uh, the other day. They're talking about sort of best games on 3DS, and they were ba- basically talking about how they specifically invented that sort of second stick peripheral for Monster Hunter on this. So yeah, yeah there's a side that it really doesn't work without the second stick. So cat coming. That episode thinking. featuring Joe Scrabbles, who has been yes. on this podcast. <laughs> Cross pollination. Yep. Um. Yeah, no, yeah, I, t- I totally get that. Um, I think I even had the second stick at the time myself because I remember getting that when it came out with the Resident Evil game at the time. Um, so I did have that option. It just, I think it just didn't feel right to me. Um, so yeah, in terms of like playing the home console ones, I think it was more. It just didn't grab my attention as much as it should have. Um, And I guess that brings us to where we were three days ago when Monster Hunter Rise arrived. I think it's safe to say we were yeah. pretty hyped for this game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Unbelievably um, I mean, you know, it's, it's really having to fight for time between all those other great games that have released this year. So um, that, that's really, you know, helped. Uh, yeah, I totally wasn't exactly just from... playing random multiplayer games like for the the last week before the game release, like just no yeah. point starting anything else, like because I don't know, like with Rise now being out, I just like there's nothing else I'm going to be fucking doing with my time. I mean, Andy managed to this. pull himself away from Atelier Riser and East and all his other wanky RPGs <laughs> he's been playing. So, <laughs> look, it's been a very long period <laughs> of lockdown <laughs> and very few game releases. Yeah, I get this is another one of those situations where I'm just like, all of you guys living in the UK are going to talk about your lockdown experience, and I just can't relate, so I'll keep my mouth shut. 
Because I've also had the experience of, like, I only just picked up a PS4 a few months ago. So there's actually, like, a billion other games I could be playing. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't get me but wrong. I've got, I've got loads of games I could be playing. It's just... They're not, going to, they're not better than most of them, so they're not going to get a proper nope. look in. I've had the date, March 26th, just, like, lodged in my brain for, like, yep. five months. Ever since that trailer where we, me and Jay both logged on at the same time to send the message, LADS! yep I mean I think I think we kind of spoke about this on a a previous episode but part of the reason we are so hyped about this is you know for for all that most of us enjoyed and loved Monster Hunter World we could all recognise that that game had had some flaws in terms of how it was structured and such and it just seemed like Rise the more we found out about it like the more it seemed like this was going to be the best Monster Hunter game, you know, the best Monster Hunter's ever been, and I suppose jumping into some early impressions, I can definitely see why that would be the case. So far, I, I definitely think it's it's looking like it might be my favorite of the series. Yeah, for me, so far, ten out of ten, absolutely ten out of ten. Ooh. Really enjoying it. Yeah, I was very hyped for this game, and it is living up to it. Yeah, like. I think they've got like a really good kind of mix going on, like from, like, the, went back to like the old kind of game, the older games like Generations and Four Ultimate. Like the quest structure is like kind of the same as that, but it's still got all yep. the good quality of life, like combat things from World. And it's just, it's I know it's, it sounds I, I know it sounds like an easy thing to say, but like it's just it's just the best yeah. mix they could have possibly done, and yeah. I think they've absolutely nailed it from what I played so far. I mean, I think you take a lot of the series. It seems to have taken various elements yeah. um, from it. So, like your your hunter arts from from generations feel like they're there. You've got mm-hmm. your your traditional quest structure, but then yes, you do have the the, the combat sort of from world. You've got the open world from world, but without the maps feeling like they are world. Oh yeah, the, the maps, know, the convoluted the best maps for Rise are so good, man. <laughs> I think they're some of the best maps they've ever created. Really, yeah, really great to yeah. just wander about and not only wander about in, but when you're actually down to actually inviting the monster, like you've got, you feel like you've got space and there's no like ledges or hills getting in your way. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I think what Rise has done so well from from what what I've played so far is that it is making things a bit more compact. Partly through necessity because it's on it's on the Switch, which is you know a, a less powerful machine than than, than the the PS4 or, or what have you. But I think that serves the game quite well because, like you said, the maps don't feel like these sprawling messes. Uh, you know, like we we spoke about the ancient forest and world just being far too busy for its own good. But even even things like the hub areas, like I compare like Seliana to to Kimura and uh, it, you know Kimura has that 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 kind of classic Monster Hunter charm. You know, everything's there, it's all close together, but it's still it's still got that great that great hub area vibe that you know you want to see from a hub area Monster Hunter. Whereas Celiana, they just seemed like you were half a time in, in that hub you'd just spent running from one vendor to another. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just too big and didn't have that you know, visually impressive, don't get me wrong. Um definitely a step up for the series in that regard, but lost that charm that I think Monster Hunter really thrives on. Well, one weird thing, you talk about how Celiana was so much like physically bigger. I mean, I stare at it. In a way, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. But in a way, it felt smaller because it didn't feel like this is a place where people live that's a village and a community. It was like, oh, here's a base camp because the world was all about, you know, exploring a new world. Whereas this mm-hmm. goes back to the, the classic Monster Hunter structure of this is a, you know, this is a community and you're protecting it. Which philosophically I much prefer because in world, you know, you felt like you were a bit of a colonial colonialist, mm-hmm. and like they tried to justify it, but sometimes it did feel like, oh, we're just going into this place and killing these monsters. Whereas here, it just goes back to that. Here's a community; they live in harmony with nature, but you know, sometimes that means you have to fight to survive. Yep, yeah, kind of disagree with that. I know Mass mentioned before about story. That isn't as huge of an issue for me. I think it's the whole world itself that you're in. Um, so I think the one one thing I've always found with Monster Hunter, which I've, I've found again with Rise a little bit already, is it's just so full on that you're either getting really in depth with it or it's just going straight over your head because it's just too much to take in. <laughs> yep. Um, I think. I mean, again, it's all impressions. I think this one could could work well for me though, because basically of the switch, because I do have the option to just play it handheld and between the TV and such, and it does work well with the switch because you know it's, it's it's great to play games on anyway, even in handheld. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's the main thing for me. It just never really gripped me, but I'm, I'm finding a lot more now with Rise that already like you straight in straight away you've got the title screen and it's all you know she's singing and it seems all like welcoming and things like that so it's mm. it does feel more involving i think rise for me so far so i think that's that's always been the biggest factor for me i do like you saying about like the world or the area i do like the village hub and it's got like that sort of like japanese sort of um field um feel to it which is uh, quite um cool yeah, really satisfying. I think the um, the overall look of it. I think the fact that they've gone with the the theme of you're in this village and you know that that's it's of a certain time and everything. I do think it worked really well. Well, let's move on then. So, how much Rise has everyone played so far? Uh, less than others, I'd say personally. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been actually yeah. peeking at it because I've all well, been nosy of all that, and you you can see when you go on the trend with friends tab, it tells you how long people have played. And then I know there's a couple who've played over twenty hours already. I won't mention sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I won't mention who. I'm sure they know who they are. Mm. I think I've probably done between three and four hours. Mm. At the minute, my save says I think it's like nearly seven hours. My um save. Uh, I, yeah, I'm just sort of doing what I think uh, what you've done, uh, comparing it to sort of other games in my list. So apparently, I've only played it for about three hours, um, but that sounds about right because, yeah, I I would have played it more last night, but um, last night uh, last night upstairs flat started leaking into ours, which caused a bit of panic. And when it was all done, and then turned off the mains, and I put a bunch of um, mugs and bowls underneath the leak, 
I was like, I, I, I cannot, I cannot deal with the sheer amount of information that Monster Hunter Rise <laughs> is going to throw at me. We're just going to play Mario this evening. Yeah. So I've played less than I might have done. Obviously, it. you mentioned your fiance's played it. I gather she's played about the same amount. If you're playing co-op, or has she played more or less, or what? Neither of us have actually gone on to co-op so far. Okay. Um, this was, I think, our problem with the with the demo. Um, so both of us sort of tried to go herring into the first beginner quest mm. and then got sort of hopelessly lost and didn't know what to do. So we've both been taking our... Uh, it's a really good question, Matt, um, but we've both been taking our time more. We've both been playing in single player, going through the uh, tutorial quests. Mm. So I've now done all three uh, tutorial quests and the first quote-unquote real quest that's just mm. sort of doddering about the shrine, picking up fire lanterns. Um, and I've spent a good sort of 15 minutes or so, or so just uh, wailing on this big training dummy monster. Mm. Um, well, I, I say 15 minutes uh, wailing on the training dummy monster to learn the combos. Quite a lot of that was just learning how to sort of get the best timing for a stake. Um, I actually, I think I actually learned how to do it well done from listening through from to Monster Mash because mm. you, you play the song. So I literally just do it at the end of the song pretty much. <laughs> So how are we finding uh, like the actual moment-to-moment gameplay? I think the 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 combat, you know, like like we kind of said there, it's got that DNA from from World. So there wasn't really a lot they needed to change in that regard. Um, but I think bringing you know, kind of essentially bringing back Hunter Arts with the Silkbind moves, um, you know, that's really really just added that little, little, little extra flair to the combat and, and, and you know, a little bit of extra strategy and made made the movement feel really, really, you know... Personalisation as well, right? It's it's that this is my set. It's not just, you know, I am a gun lancer. I am a gun lancer who decides he wants to fly around the map with, with the rocket launch. You know, it, it, it's different things like that, right? Yeah. You can have two people yeah. who would use the same weapon and still feel distinct enough. That's right, yeah. Kind of, I suppose... As the game, again, that's the same comparison aspects. to yeah, it's the same comparison of generations. Like really, and not surprises. I think it's the same director as well. Ichinose, okay. the director yeah, yeah, of Rise, yeah. and I think he was the director of Generations Ultimate. I think it's the B team, but let's be real, they're the A team. <laughs> I think they just get like they've got a certain yeah. style, like, and I think they they get it a bit more, like. I think compared to like the other team, like I, just, I say that I haven't played like Iceborne for over fifteen hundred hours, but yeah, haven't played this. <laughs> like it's just like it's more kind of it's the style. I have always like the style of like the like the people call them like the portable games or the handheld games, like because like portable, most sort of portable thought on the PSP was like pretty popular. Yeah. I think that was Japan. More only. cats, more silliness, more bright colors, yeah, all that stuff. More charm, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I won't talk about it too much on this episode, but this morning I watched the Monster Hunter uh, movie. And it, the monsters looked good. The action was pretty decent. The story was not really there. But it it was really lacking that charm. And it, it made the whole tone so wrong because it made the film about... Like, here's a horror movie about people who hate these monsters. Where in Monster, mm. Hunter, in Monster Hunter, you're never meant to feel like you hate the monsters. You have to fight them, I'm... but you kind of love them. There's a few I hate. Let's 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 be real. 
Right, but we talk about those as like bad monsters, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas in something like Dark Souls, maybe there are bosses who are absolute cunts. But I often think of those as my favorite bosses. Yeah, I get you. Because there's that feeling of like, I want to kill you. And then finally I do kill them and it feels great. Whereas in Monster Hunter, the ones I love are like, ah, we had a good old... We went back and forth for a long time, but most of the time I was winning. Yeah, or you get like you get to the point where you like you like a monster so much you're like I'm just going to capture you every single time. <laughs> like, well, I've managed yeah. to maintain like, I... my streak of only capturing bears. <laughs> Quality, because I was like that with uh, Kula Yaku initially in, in World. Like, such a funny monster, just like it just feels wrong, like killing them. I'd be interested to hear yourself, Moss, in terms of, you know, your kind of main monster game prior to Rise being World. Like you, you, you mentioned, you mentioned at the start that like Rise is seems like it's a big, big improvement for you over World. Like what, what have been the key things for yourself compared to you know, us that have played a few more games in the series? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, one of the most distinctive things about World is uh, the setting and the entangled maps that you get and we've obviously spoken about the maps already and how high quality they are in the fact that they just let you get on with things and i think i can see myself getting into the monster hunter loop a lot more you know in terms of right i need to get a full set so i need to face this monster several times because i know that i don't have to bother with no scout flies or negotiate any kind of Mm. ancient forest Mm -hmm. i know i can just repeatedly have that fight and improve and as Jas was saying earlier, uh, the maps are a lot more open as well. So I don't feel like it's going to be the camera or the terrain that's getting in the way. It's going to be me and the monster. And and that's kind of the thing for me, I think, that was lacking somewhat in World. Was that I just didn't have, once I'd done the multiplayer stuff, I didn't have that drive, with the exception of a few monsters like Nergigante, to, you know get to know them a little bit better in terms of uh, facing them one-on-one and build that kind of respect in a way that a lot of people talk mm. about when they uh, when they refer to their favorite monsters in this game whereas with this game it's been it's night and day really to me just I understand the loop now and of course it helps that I have a monster hunter game under my belt so to some extent I know what I'm doing although of course there's still an awful lot of depth that I have to pick up on but I feel like I'm much more inclined to to give it a go now and I think it is in large part due to that just uh, you know addictiveness there's an addictiveness to it that just isn't that oh, yeah. in the world for me um, the thing about the sky flies you mentioned is really interesting because I do think now that you mention it there's a lot of busy work <laughs> in, in world like they, each hunt you have to find the tracks to, to you know to eventually find the monster and uh, you know that's a, it's a cool element but it gets old you know and yeah, I think it could degrade over time as well if you that's it, it, like, it doesn't if you persist don't hunt a, mon- a certain yeah. monster enough like and you, you basically kind of you go back to that loop of search for the tracks get the scout flight exactly. level up and then you go yeah, and so. it's kind of it doesn't really play into that that moorishness like you were kind of alluding to their must like you really just want to get down to business and fight this monster and eliminating that busy work really really yeah you know it, it, it bad to that moorishness yeah i mean it, um it, sorry yeah it is that as well but just to go back to sort of what uh luke was saying earlier in terms of you know this doesn't have a colonial element to it you feel much more like a part of this village and it makes sense that you'd 
to some extent know these monsters obviously they're all question marks on the money map the first time that you're hunting them but it just doesn't to me make any thematic sense for you know any kind of scout flies or stuff becoming shrouded again in a fog of war if you will it makes sense that i'm part of this community and i i've built up that kind of rapport on the uh on that sense as well the aesthetic being super japanese really makes a big difference for me i don't know i mean i i know jay's a bit of a weave but is this like tickling some japanophile boxes for you I mean, Monster has always had that, right? I mean, like it's it's always had that in its DNA, and like this isn't a new thing for the series as well. Like you had uh, Yukumo Village from is that Portable Third? I want to say Portable Third at the start of then, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's not a a, a new thing for the for the series or that, but they've really ramped up for this game, right? Like you've got the kind of the the art, like for the each monster is 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 fantastic and. And yeah, like all around, like the 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 really knocked out of the park with the the aesthetic, and I think well, the shrine ruins, right, is a massively Japanese yes, area. Absolutely, like, I feel like I've only really been to that area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and bamboo and so on as well. Um, and I think it just all adds to the to the charm. <laughs> like that's word of the day today. Speaking about this game, it's a very charming game, and I think they've they've, they've nailed that with the aesthetic as well. But part of that, to me, feels like a response to World. Like, World had way less of that. It had a, a little more of a Western feel to it. And it was the game, which is like, we are targeting the West. And it worked. Yeah. Like, it sold gangbusters. Mm. It's Capcom's best-selling game. But this feels like the t- this team was like, oh, okay, you made one for the West, have you? Well, fuck <laughs> you. We're making one for Japan. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably why it's, I mean... Targeted the Switch as the main console because of how popular yeah. the Switch is in oh, Japan, yeah. right? Um, and the and the fact that they want to have a monster that is handheld technically as well, you know. So, um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. There's the, the, the two teams within Capcom, like for the monster teams, like it seems like they're going to try and like, like hopefully now going forward, like they're going to try and like one up each other. Yeah, yeah it's it good. seems like there's a good kind of friendly kind of rivalry there, like between the teams and like. See that they got the problem. Maybe that will be that contrast, like contrast of like when the next Monster Hunter game comes out on Xbox X and PlayStation Five. That maybe it sticks with the world kind of template and appeals more to like the Western audience, whereas like the portable ones will always be maybe the Japanese influence. It'd be good to see going forward. Like, and I think the games are just going to get better and better. Like going forward, I think that'll be yeah, what like, finally makes me buy PS Five. <laughs> Like learn and build from each other as well. Like, yeah. Like learn lessons. Like obviously they saw in world that the not having a village hub split didn't really work from a design aspect in terms of laying the game out. So they brought that back for Rise, and hopefully that'll persist for the next Monster game. And I wonder mm-hmm. if you know, it will. Things like that. We talk about it being a flaw and not working, but that's it. Didn't work for us because we wanted yeah, our yeah. Monster Hunter experience, <laughs> right? But I think it did work for a lot of people. Like yeah. it, it caught a bit of that, like you know, them Destiny dollars. It depends. I think it depends on like where, like where you kind of started in the series. If World's like your first, then obviously, and you get into it in a big way. Oh, you know, then, yeah. then that will obviously that that will work for you. But obviously, with 
he's obviously asked that from Try and like it's always there's a well, you're, it, you're used it, to that village. It's just as much how you split. choose to play it, I'd say more than anything though. But mm. I don't I don't think it's necessarily about where you start. I think that, you know, if you are someone who likes playing the game as single player and likes playing it as multiplayer, the split is better. If you're someone who is just happy to, you know, just do some quests and maybe do some with loads of different groups and drop in and out here and there, fine. But most of the time, you know, we've got a group of four who are the consistent hitters in this case yes there are five of us Mm -hmm. but you know we're all going through a relatively similar pace there's no major issues of you know people being miles behind and all that kind of thing so yeah but but i think it's still a confusing experience and it's something that a lot of games struggle with right like you know you take your destinies you take your division or whatever you know these these games as a service you still can't just jump in and play with your friends very easily or if you do that, the odds are you're going to be dragging them down yeah. as they have to do a bunch of low-level content. At the, well, you know, and, and then Monster Hunter would suffer from exactly the same thing in, in those scenarios. Um, so, it, yeah, it, it, it's a it's a tough balancing act is the is the answer. But I think that ultimately having that separate set of, of single-player quests, it, you know, it's it's an, another option there. It's another string to the bow. You, you, you're not missing out on anything having them as separate. If you only want to focus on one half, you can only focus on one half, and you you know you're not necessarily missing out on the bit that you enjoy. Um, but yeah, I just found it. it what, what what ended up with the, the the main campaign in World is that it became a bit of a tunnel experience, forcing you through um, the, the pretty standard quest structure. Uh, and, and once you hit the end, you kind of just feel like, oh yeah, I've done the game now. I, I didn't really feel like, oh yeah, okay, now I've got all these great challenges to tackle. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I've completed the game as if I've completed Resi or you know any other campaign-based game, rather than feeling like, aha, and now I can, you know, the world's my oyster, uh, like I normally feel at the end of a Monster Hunter game. Very fair. I think one thing that I do yeah. uh, to some extent miss from World, although it is in this game, is uh, is the Turf Wars. Because the Turf Wars in World were phenomenal. Um, and I think yeah. as well, I mean, it's it's probably one of those things that's really boosted by the, the additional power that the PlayStation has. Uh, because the way the monsters, obviously... I'm, I'm not saying that the Switch game looks bad. I think Rise looks amazing uh, for, for on a Switch. Um but I've seen, I've, I think I've only seen the one Turf War so far, and just it didn't give me the same kind of uh, chills, if you were, as seeing it for the first time in in World. But I think there definitely are in the game from like I know you used to kind of you stayed away from like trailers a lot, and now I just like I just couldn't help myself and like yeah. kind of watch. They are in the game. Oh, no, no, they're, 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 yeah, there is Turf War here. We've seen them. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is like he's. Um, I don't know if you mean like the do you mean the, the small are you calling the tough wars the ones where seen them, just comes uh, up smacks it once and then the wire no, 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 wire no, right thing happens. I've no, seen no, some no, 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 no. actual yeah, ones actual pop fights. up on the screen to say right, this is right, a right, tough right. War. Um, and, and it was fine. It was just one of those things where I think World did Turf Wars so well, and maybe it is partially just because it was new and now it's not new to me. Uh, but I think that's like literally the only element of World that I think was so far is better than uh, than Rise is just the Turf Wars and the way that they made me feel. <clears throat> the thing which World did do really well is its world did feel alive. And that got in the way of playing the game sometimes, so it became an issue. 
But if you're happy to just wander around and look at stuff, like it felt like a living, yeah. breathing world, and the turf wars were very much part of that. Yeah, I mean, at times. Whereas this game, for better or worse, feels a lot more like a video game. Yeah, th- this isn't a game that you'd expect David Attenborough to narrate. But Monster Hunter World, there are moments where you could think, yeah, I reckon David could narrate some of this. <laughs> I think there's certain things like, again, so, so I've read, I won't spoil any of them, but like I've read some of the uh, Hunter notes for some of the monsters in this game. And they'll say things like, this is a very territorial monster. And that's the thing that World really nailed, because you actually could get a sense of which monsters were super territorial and which ones weren't. But you know it doesn't hold the game back it's it would it's one of those things that would have been nice to have in a sense but the scout flies and all the exploring and the density of world definitely got in the way of just having fun and this is a much more fun colorful game uh than world was in my opinion yep definitely i think the the density is still there in rise in terms of like the maps it's just maybe a bit better hidden this time like you've st- you've got the you can you can kind of rock it around the map on on your palamute quite easily just by following the main kind of routes. But if you do wander off the beaten track, um, you know, start climbing up from things, you will find there's mm. you know a lot to the maps. But I think because they really really implemented the verticality with the wire bug and so on, you know, it's not a you know getting around the map isn't isn't a pain. You don't get lost because there are those key transport routes, so to speak. Um, like the, the, on the ground on the ground floor, um. So the maps still feel suitably dense, but yeah, maybe not as much of a spectacle and not as visually dense, mm-hmm. shall we say, as as world. Yeah, maps. when I talk about dense in world, I don't necessarily mean like there's lots of stuff to do. I just mean there's lots of stuff on my screen obscuring where I'm supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they're very tangled, curling maps. Yeah. Um, it feels in world. All you can do is walk around on the floor. So that was very mm-hmm. annoying. Whereas here, like if from, I get confused, I can just fly away. I was going to say, it seems like, uh, in World, it seems like they kind of wanted you to read, like, because it is so dense, they want you, like, the way you kind of explore the map and, like, kind of basically read the map, essentially, is they want you to do it, like, they want you to do it maybe like, kind of visually and not rely on your mini-map, whereas in Rise, like, the mini-map itself is, like, a so clear-cut, like, and you can use that as a good use that as a good reference point, and you're kind of you're always kind of I don't know about you guys, but I'm always kind of constantly glancing at the mini map, going oh what's that structure on the mini map? Let me go over there, and you're using both, not just like using the mini map mm-hmm. to explore and your visual kind of aspects of like just looking at the game. Whereas in, yeah, definitely. Like you don't get you don't get that you never got that in world like the mini map is like it's, you've got like a bite size like circle mini map like. Like it's a FPS game or something. Like it's so bizarre. Like. So, have any of you actually fought any monsters yet? A lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is it like um, monsters? Y- yeah, I'm on. Yeah, I've unlocked monsters. like the three star sort of hunts that. So I fought for. Uh, I said, uh, Great Baggy, is it Great Izuzi or something like that? Izuchi. Um, yeah, I've, I, four or five of them, so I can get all the armor sets. So I got the armor set, I got the long sword in that, and the armor for my Palico and Palamu. So I got all them. 
Um, I thought it was like a big bunny thing, which is really cool because he like slides around like the ice and stuff, and that looks um, it's pretty neat. Um, the last monster I fought single player though, because uh, Great Bagger did in the multiplayer the test that was, uh, it's like some sort of like giant chicken thing with like big wings, and he got like a Acnosom. Yeah, that's the one. That's the last one I fought. Um, yeah, the umbrella one. He's cool. Yeah. How are you finding the combat so far, then? Ah, uh, yeah, pretty good. I'm using the long swords. Um, so I've decided to go for I that. I told you you'd like the long swords. Yeah, I well before the game. <laughs> obviously, I tried all the weapons in the demo, all fourteen of them. Um, against like the easier monster, I used the sword and shield against the like the harder one. Um, in that, so there's a few I liked, and then I watched a load of like videos on Thursday that people obviously got the game early um Akris or something like that his name is that's um does a, like a load of monster hunting stuff um I watched all the, like, his videos and a few others and I thought oh, I can just uh, go for the longsword that looks like the one for me and yeah I've enjoyed using it so far I haven't quite got one of the silk bind moves down where you put like a wall of silk in front of you, and then you gotta wait for like the, like when the monster attacks, it will you do like a counter. But I can can't quite get the timing down on that. I did unlock the other silk bind move uh, last night, so I can change them. And you do like this cool flashy combo now, where you like sort of like spin almost with like your long sword out. So that's pretty neat. Um, so yeah, um, got uh, right. Is it Arex you were watching? Yes, that's who I was watching. I was watching his um, content on the on the old Monster Hunter, all the t like tip videos and which what weapons to go for and stuff like that. Early builds, hence why um, taught like four or five great. I Zuki or whatever I don't know how you pronounce it. Izuki, I think. I um, yeah, like a bunch of them, like five times, so I could get all the armors. And from what I read, that's like a pretty decent armor set and weapon in for like low rank sort of thing. Um, I'm not sure when when does it become sort of high rank because it goes to like seven stars. You'll, you'll know it. high rank's a separate thing. Yeah, is it? It'll okay. tell you. Okay. Um, because you'll start fighting all the monsters again, but much tougher. Ah, okay. Yeah. So at the moment, um, so I don't know if I'm going to keep with the armor I've got at the moment or try to sort of like, I guess grind as it may be and go and fight some of the other ones again and get there sort of armor sets doesn't look much better though when i look at the stats uh, for them so i might wait until i go like rank four or whatever and i unlocked the um meowcateers last night as well so i can send some buddies uh, out to get some materials and stuff for me i think i got them hunting the big rabbit thing because i like their armor yeah usually i just say unless you're Unless you're struggling, mm. you don't have to stop and make every armor along the way. Mm. Just any time the game starts getting a bit tough, try mm. making something a bit stronger. Mm. I mean, I'm trying to make every monster, but that's because I want to take screenshots with the armor so I can use them for this podcast. Yeah, well, and obviously, um, I'm actually using the armor as it is, but I do have the uh, layered armor from like the Amiibo and stuff like that. So if I want to, I can look like Magma Lamo. I'm guessing he's going to have proper armor in the game anyway, so. Yeah, I'm hoping his armor's going to look like some samurai stuff, because he looks mm. a bit samurai. Yeah. 
Dan, have you fought any big monsters yet? Um, so I've only really fought the the two you get in the first area. Um, I, I couldn't tell you the, the names. The Great Izuchi and the Azurus, the big blue bear. Yes, those ones. Um, I did. I did one of the quests. I did one quest where you have to take out the Izuchi. Was it? Um, I did one quest with that, and then I've done one of the. Uh, are they called expeditions? Where you just basically just roam about. Yeah, fought them a few times doing that as well. You know, just to get try and get a feel for the area and stuff. Mm. Um, that sounds fun. But yeah, yeah. So I've done, I've done them. Um, I think, I think with me, like I really need to try all the weapons and find one for me because I literally just use the sword that you start with, which is that the long sword? Yeah, that is the long sword. Um, I started with that, and then I've only tried one of them, which is the one I used in World, the uh, insect glaive. It was, I believe. Mm. Um, just because I quite like how quick it is, you know, to attack with it sometimes. So I'll I'll try a few more. I'll go on the because you can go on arenas, I believe, can't you? Do like little missions mm. like that. I'll try a few of them in there, get a feel for them, and then probably watch a few videos as well myself. Because I I never seem to try many weapons when I when I play Monster. I always pick one at the start and just stick with it and. That might be another barrier that stopped me in the past, to be honest. That is how most people play, I think. And then once you start putting in, like, Jass <laughs> hours, he's on, like, 1400 on Monster Hunter World, then actually you're going to want to try a bit of everything yeah. to mm. keep it fresh. Yeah, well, like, up until now, I've always used the dual blades because they've been, like, the quickest, so I wanted to change as well, sort of fan thing. I did originally think like long range or whatever but I found them quite boring when I tried the demo so I think I didn't did long yeah. range in try and whilst I was playing that multiplayer it was like it was fine I think when you play it on your own it, it changes the game completely and I think mm. that was again probably something that put me off a little bit and I do think if you're going to play on your own it does feel like the close range stuff is better and then Jonathan, your bloodlust took you over, and you've just been slaughtering raccoons for fun. <laughs> Not just the men, but the women and the children too. <laughs> They're yeah, animals. I'm re- you slaughtered them like animals. I- I'm a regular tanuki murderer. Um, they got what was coming to them. Frankly, they got in my way, and uh, they paid the price. So I, um, I, I genuinely, what happened? <laughs> like, why have you done this? <laughs> I don't know. I I I feel like it's just it's a game called Monster Hunter. I saw a monster. I thought, well, I should probably hunt this. I should probably kill everything that I come across at least once. <laughs> so I killed it, and then I felt bad. Is it like, really that a is monster? How, like psychopaths start out. They kill neighborhood animals and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'm too far down that path already. I'm, I'm, I'm long past the, there as fun. This is why I don't like sort of using my real name on uh, quite a, on the forum. Oh god! Right. Yes, definitely cut this bit out. Oh, I'm going to. Don't worry. Um, you know, just like I cut out the uh, next door's cat's liver. Um, I might leave that in. <laughs> no context whatsoever. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I've decided that I've done enough tanuki slaughtering now, and now I'm just killing the things that I'm being asked to. Uh, but I've, as I say, I've not got very far. Uh, far so all I've really um, murdered uh, has been uh, that the quest has demanded me to has been uh, the the, Izu- the little Azuchi so far. 
Um, I've done the tutorial quests where you get to ride an Arzuros and where you get to put an Arzuros to sleep, which is basically the best thing and what I'm going to try and do with a lot of monsters going forward. Um, I as, do put uh, every Arzuros to sleep. I pretty much kill everything else. <laughs> yeah, well, why am I not surprised? Um, as far as weapons go, I, I tried the dual blades during the demo. I tried the bowgun because I thought it might make sort of a, for a better dynamic with um, my fiance playing a sort of close range weapon that might be sort of slightly easier to use. Um, I'm now playing with uh, playing the hunting horn. Um, I am going to stick with the hunting horn for a bit, uh, um, unlike Smurf. Um, I feel like I should try and get my head around that before I try and veer off on some of the other bit of weapons. You know, sort of know, know what I know what the heck I'm doing. Um, so yeah, stick, sticking with that. I think the dual blades have probably been the most fun weapon I've tried so far because knowing what I know this time going in into Monster Hunter. I sort of had a vaguely uh, better idea of the pace, and therefore the dual blades did indeed mm. feel pretty fast and agile, and that was quite fun. But given that my fiance is playing, take the dual blades, I don't feel like I can pick the same weapon, and I have always sort of gravitated towards support classes. So, hunting horn it is for now. Mm. Hunting horn and dual blades is a good combo anyway, because it's good to have a blunt weapon to whack the head with and a sharp weapon to hit the tail with. So. Yep, we're definitely not up to that level uh, level of thought yet. But <laughs> yep, yep, get get around, prog it up in, up up its ass. That's what I'll tell her. <laughs> Again, no context. Mm, so, in the, is this the first Monster Hunter game with like the grappling and the climbing and stuff? Like, obviously, you've always been able to climb like ivy and stuff, but you can pretty much run up any surface as long as you've got the stamina and the wild bugs yeah. to do it. Is that new to this game? Yeah, that's brand new. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's this game's big thing. How are you, how are you guys finding that verticality? I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, really enjoy it. It's just it's just giving you more options for for getting around uh, in terms of just pure traversal around the map. But like even in combat, it's, it's really really ref refreshed some weapons like i am loving greatsword in this game because of how mobile it feels which feels bizarre to mm -hmm. say as uh, you know a big lumbering sword but there's so many ways to like close the gap with the monster and always be in its face where your greatsword wants to be and um yeah i think it's fantastic really really good addition i think the only odd thing i find is um like <laughs> still some of the ways that it works when you're sort of leaving ledges and stuff like i guess that some of those are so based on sort of world systems where i'm used to doing that to try and get a sort of mount attack that sometimes it feels really bizarre because i'm actually hopping off a ledge and actually just getting a really shit attack without any good reason um but like obviously that's such a minor thing mm. like it's yeah obviously the movement itself feels so good that you know it's a it's just a shame they haven't quite reworked those attacks to feel a little bit more um Relevant. in line with a the sort of strength, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I just recently finished playing Spider-Man on the PS4, and this isn't the movement in this isn't quite as fun as Spider-Man, obviously, but I'm still getting that feeling of like it's just I like exploring because it's just so fun to zip mm -hmm. around. Yeah, and also in this, everything I do is a hundred percent because I did it by being good at pressing the buttons. Whereas Spider-Man was a very modern game. <laughs> in that you kind of just hold the analog stick and Spider-Man does cool stuff in the direction you want to go. <laughs> Sorry, that reminds me. I actually saw a meme like last night where 
it was that picture of Spider-Man and, and Iron Man. Mm. And like written written underneath Spider-Man, it says the Wirebug Hunter. And for the for Iron Man, it was like the, the Gunlance user using Blast Dash. Nice. Yeah, I saw a great clip earlier of someone just flying like across the entire map with a wire bug <laughs> and a gun lance and landing on the monster. It was pretty yeah. good. People were doing that like already, like so early, like a ridiculous amount of hours people were putting into the demo, like just to practice like wirebug movements and it looks it looks so fun. Yeah, like the wirebug movement is like it's, it's so much fun, man, like in and out of combat, like it adds it adds like so much to the game. I've even like thought to myself like I can put in like quick sheath like on a weapon if I'm using like a heavy weapon like a gun lance like it's generally the sheath is quite slow so I put quick quick sheath on so I can like put my weapon away quickly and then use a wire bug to kind of close the distance on a monster like it's, it's got mm-hmm. so many uses. Yeah, the um with the switch axe, not switch axe, charge blade. Uh, if I'm in the big blade mode, I'm just constantly using the wire bugs to follow the monster. The only, if I was to levy any sort of gripe about the game that I've had so far is I will say that I've found wyvern riding to be a little awkward. Um, You know, it's cool, don't get me wrong, very damn cool (laughs) to ride a monster and be able to do its signature attacks and so on. Uh, and I guess maybe that's the point that it's meant to feel a bit awkward because this monster's like, get the fuck off me! <laughs> you know, it does not want you to be to be steering it around with the with the wires and such. But it doesn't translate to it feeling great from a gameplay standpoint. I, I, but they, I get what I get why they've included this. They need to do something to make you know mounting feel not as shit maybe as it used to in previous games where it really brought the hunt to a bit of a standstill for everyone else bar the mountain the mounter who let's face it was just really kind of mashing a button incessantly um but i think it still needs some work to feel really 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 fun yeah Um, i don't want it to feel like suddenly i'm doing a monster hunter stories and this is my monster and i can ride it yeah yeah, um, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel like the monster is struggling against you. It just feels like this bit doesn't quite work. Yeah, but it's also very brief and very dynamic. So I, I definitely prefer it to the old mounting. And the fact that you can only really get maybe one, maybe two, on the same monster in a quest means it's never an ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, otherwise for me, my gripe would be the same gripe that um, all newish players have with every Monster Hunter, which is just there's loads of text. There's too much text for me to take in. There's a lot of information, and because it's, it's a very deep game, but you know, it is what it is. That's a Monster Hunter game. <laughs> grown, well, back grown in to the day, mate, they just now. didn't even give you that text. Oh, I I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, but no, I yeah, I like the uh, the mounting stuff i mean there are certain monsters that are a lot more fun than others uh pukey pukey is is not a great one <laughs> i don't think to be mounted on but there are some others that, that are really fun and um and speaking of the monsters obviously we'll get into the specifics of those in future casts but i have got all the way up to five star now and i'm pretty happy with the variety of uh different styles of and different types of monsters that you've had to to face in this so far i think that bodes well for 
going going forward in the game as well. So you've got the added bonus of everything bar the world returners feeling new. That is very true, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really hard for me when you guys get excited about there being a new monster and I'm like, but they're all new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just bloody love Monster Hunter, lads. Absolutely. Yeah, I was I was I said this on like uh, our first kind of big multiplayer session um where yeah, you weren't about there Luke but I was just gushing at points I was saying oh it's just so good to be back in a monster <laughs> game and uh bloody love it bloody love this series bloody love it have you played much with the wire bugs yet I do, I like the wire bugs a lot um the wire bug, the wire bugs are great. I've have have had a couple of sort of moments of frustration, and I can't. I've not managed to get the silk bind um, moves down with the, with the hunting horn. But I'm really enjoying the sort of dynamism that both that and the palamute bring. Mm. That completely unlike anything I played in that little in the 3ds demo. It's it, the movement is good so far. Mm. See, I, I've used the wire bugs a bit where I've had to get higher and stuff. Um, with like the monsters up higher play, especially the last one I fought, which can like fly and stuff. But I have mainly just to get around the map using the Palamute because uh, pretty fun to uh, ride and do like the whole like drifting thing, which just seems really odd. How can a dog <laughs> drift? But okay, um, sort of thing. This is Tokyo, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. And, like, obviously, well, when you have gone up, I have come across some, like, shrines with some, like, hidden messages and stuff like that. Um, I, spoilers! I, it's just, it's just a, gives you some context there if you want to look for it. So, yeah. I guess the last question, then, is, uh, do you think you're going to stick with it? Uh, yeah, I don't see why uh, I'm enjoying what I uh, like so far. Um, I think you brought up earlier about um, when you're talking to Smurf about um, like the multiplayer and Fred Friend group. Like that was also a thing with World. There was like an odd number of us. I think it was like like seven or something that had it um, on PS4. And that's why I've not played it on Xbox either because um, it. It's like in Game Pass, so I could download it, play it now, but like I know no one playing it. But this, there's like literally every, if, you go, if I went on my Switch now, there'd be like 20 people online, and like 18 of them would be playing Monster Hunter, and the other two would be playing Animal Crossing. Um, <laughs> so like, there's loads of people who got it. Um, so for the multiplayer aspect, if I want to do that, and obviously the single player is separate again. Um, there has got the lack of story, but the drips and drabs have been good, and like the characters I've met, and like the two maidens that give you like the quest, the girl that gives like the fluffy uh, bunny uh, Dango and stuff like that, and like the, all the other characters. That's really cool, like the uh, song and stuff. Um, obviously, they changed because it used to be a big cat used to do you food, didn't it? In the other yeah. Monster Hunters, now it's the, this girl with like these tall. I don't know, they look like ice cream to me on the stick, but I don't actually no, know. No, they're the... smashed up rice. Yeah. I've eaten Dango. Dango's very yummy. Uh, yeah. Also super cheap. So yeah. I eat a lot of Dango. Uh, yeah, so... I've, I've watched that cutscene, the Buddy Dango cutscene, <laughs> like three times now in various places. Yeah. it's. Uh, I've seen it like on Twitter a few times, like, best thing about Monster Hunter Rise and stuff. It, it's a uh, catch tune and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, it's what, like I said, 
yesterday I wanted to play more, but I finished an, up another game, so get that way and just basically focus on this. Um, so, be playing through, and maybe I'll drop off after I finish the quotes, uh, like single player uh, story sort of missions, maybe I'll drop off then. Um, but looks like Capcom put out a trailer where there's more content coming end of April, and then there's like 3.0, which apparently is going to have like a whole new like ending missions and stuff like that. So, should be plenty of if like it's content. Like world, they'll pepper us out with little monsters and stuff, hmm. and then sometime next year we'll get what used to be the new version and is now just. Yeah. A big DLC. Yeah, that's the, also the thing. Like, there could be like in twelve months' time or something, a big new DLC pack or something, um, which um, would bring me back in, for instance, if that was ha to happen. It's it's almost it's not even an if. Mm. Twelve months' time, it, it just will happen. Yeah. Every game since the first one on PS2 has had a expansion version a year later. Yeah. It's just that now they don't have to make you buy the whole game again. Hmm. Not time to emerald. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think I, I think I will. Um, I I can see it obviously because it's the switch. I do feel like it's going to make it easier to just pop in and out. So even if I'm not going to really hammer it, I can see myself, you know, popping in every now and then to to make a bit of progress. Um, it probably helps that there's nothing immediate on the horizon that's going to take up all the time as well. So it could be this year than World Crossing, as you say. I don't see why not. Hmm. Will I carry on with it? Um, so I'm probably the person who has the sort of least idea of this. Uh, I do agree with what Smurf says that it's sort of it's it's hard. There are there are few sort of really big games on the horizon, on the immediate horizon anyway, that I can see myself dump, dumping this for. Um, but I've never been much of a one to sort of play a uh, play a stick with a stick with a big game for the sake of it. If I'm not enjoying it. See things like. Splatoon, um, Splatoon 2, which I know is great um, for a lot of people, but it, it just didn't gel with me. Um, Monster Hunter Rise has so far gelled with me, but it's really whether... I feel like it's one of those games where you have to learn through doing, just because there's so much chucked at you. There's no way you can sort of go, okay, well, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, and sort of register it all in a sort of a mental Excel spreadsheet, if you like. Um, well, back in the day, it didn't even tell you these things. You had to go on YouTube and find them out. <laughs> Yikes. Um, well, I, I, I suppose this is an improvement, but yeah, so it depends it is and it isn't. to what it's kind of fun that you have to, you need a friend to get you into it. I, I, I know you love that sort of thing. For me so far, it's just been quite, uh, quite frustrating, but as I've sort of played more, I've found that I'm picking more of these things up, you know, shock horror. So it kind of depends whether I get over that hump. If I get, if I get over that hump and I find that, like I've got, say, even 60 to 70 percent of the information that it's tried to bombard me with. I can see myself sort of carrying on for a reasonable amount of time. Uh, it, it, I can also see it, see an alternate path where I sort of burn out, and it. it's like I, ca I cannot cope with another te text box asking me whether I'd like to skip the tutorial. Um, and the other sort of thing is, as I've mentioned a couple of times, whether uh, whether my fiance get, uh, gets on with it or not. Um, at the moment, I'm guessing. Uh, unfortunately, I'm guessing she probably won't so much, or definitely not so much as me. In which case, I will have a much harder time because I'm not as big as I mentioned. I'm not as big of an online gamer as most. Mm. Um, so a, a reasonable amount is riding on that. But even if she doesn't get into it, I can see a world where I sort of 
enjoy enjoy the loot and just enjoy exploring the shrine area. And um, if I get into and uh, get into taking down the monsters, uh, if I learn how to do so well, of course. So I don't know what a satisfying end to to this segment of the podcast. The first hurdle draws near. It's another pack dinosaur. Oh dear. Watch out for his sharp tail. Send Andyman949 some mail. He loves dinosaurs, you see. And his favourite is Great Azuchi. So join us for that. <laughs> We're going to be hunting the Great Azuchi. It, it's, it's not. I can tell you that right now. He loves Great Azuchi. <laughs> he loves it. And, uh, well, do we? Well, we'll have to listen to find out as we tackle the Great Azuchi next week. So, yeah, join us for that one. Listeners at home, place your bets now for how long Jay keeps up the doing poetry to uh, advertise the next monster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it yeah. <laughs> If anything else, we've got the fallback of the fantastic um, little uh, little poem that the game does for each intro. They are brilliant. Well, yeah, listeners at home, um, look forward to that. Basically, what the podcast actually is, is not what you've just heard. Each week we do an episode on one specific monster. We go into its ecology, its design, its inspirations how we feel about hunting it, how it fits into the world, just deep dives into the individual monsters. And because of all the, like, Japanese mythology influences, I'm really excited to actually get stuck into these new monsters. Get that big book of yokai at the ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If they want to listen to some more of this nonsense, they'll look where, where can they find us? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Monster Mash Pod. Please do give us a follow Give us some retweets, you know, try and spread the word. We want to get some listeners while Monster Hunt is big. Um, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Wherever you get involved with podcasts, just search Monster Mash Podcast. Um, there are, you might notice, a hundred and something odd previous episodes of this podcast before this one. If you want to, you can go back and listen to those. We'd love it. They're probably fun. But um, if you go all the way back to one, please be aware the audio quality... It's not great. <laughs> um, but also going forwards, you know, you can just start from here. We're going to cover all the Rise Monsters and we're going to have a good um, time. Yep. And I don't know if you want to talk about this just now, Luke, but the plan is for us to do some Redux episodes as well. So I'm, Yeah, I'm just going to go through the monster list and if we've already done the monster, oh well. Uh, Moss, while they're waiting for the next episode, what can they tweet at AndyMan949? Right, well, I reckon you should tweet Andy a picture of your guild card, please. And I I would like to see some some effort that isn't just, you know, the original guy who asked you to take a picture, Andy. (laughs) Give him some inspiration. He asked for his picture to be taken. I am more than happy to use that picture. (laughs) Why should I take more pictures? Convince him, ladies and gentlemen. Fun! Doesn't sound very fun, to be honest. <laughs> you seen you never, you seen you never took that picture of that rock lizard, then. I did take that picture of that rock lizard. I could use that now. There we go. Get him to find out next time. Until then, catch us next time. 
See, See you. you. Bye. Bye.